Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I am here with my sweet new friend Jessica, and she is going to talk to us about being a state title holder and her experience at Miss America. So Jessica, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, thanks for having me here today. I am the current Miss Illinois in the Miss America opportunity. I'm also a full-time medical student at SIU. I just competed at Miss America with the first ever performance of a flag performance, I guess, in competition for talent. Um, My platform is called Donate Life. It advocates for organ donation. I work with five national partners with that. And I have two degrees in bio, and I actually taught as a biology professor for a little bit. I love it. She does it all. She does it all. Uh, So talk about how you got started in pageantry. I actually found a TikTok from Dr. Cole, if anyone follows her, and it was her walking up the steps to a Capitol building and it started saying, I paid for medical school by the scholarships I earned in Miss America. She turned around this huge pillar and she had on this beautiful like white coat. And I was like, wow, like this is what I want to do. This is exactly it. It was 1030 at night on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, if I don't sign up right now, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to push myself. So it was just that random leap of faith, the doing something outside my comfort zone of, wow, I wish I had the confidence to get up on stage and, you know, speak to people and be in the public eye a little more and talk to people about organ donation. So it really took that push from a small video I had on TikTok. So never underestimate the power that social media has. I love that. I love that. And you you mentioned um, you were the first person to ever do a flag routine on this America stage, which uh, we saw you kill. So congratulations on that. But talk about your talent, you know, how you go about selecting a piece for state and then also for Miss America. I actually coached color guard for eight years. I started when I was in high school. I tried out for the team and I was pretty bad. I was an alternate my first year. And so I had a partner that I competed with for a spot. And every day I worked so hard after school and actually out-competed her every single time for the competition spot. But she also didn't care a whole lot. So <laughs> I don't know if it was my skill level or not caring, which got me the spot. But I worked my way up to captain and then I coached, choreographed, just freelance for various different organizations over the past eight years. And that's really my background on how I chose the talent. It was more like a no-brainer. I did do dance growing up, but I really wanted to do flag because no one else had done it before. Mm-hmm. And picking out a piece, I when I first started, I picked a piece that I loved and it was by AJR. I think it was called Finale. I, I believe that's my first piece I ever did for a local And it was just very kind of fun, lighthearted. And it told a little bit about my story about how, you know, I wanted to get there. I wanted to finally like do the things people said I couldn't. And now, now going through state and Miss America, picking a song for state, I had to pick something that was very dynamic, something that had a lot of different um, effects in the song itself. So that way the audience could pick up on it. And it wasn't just a very monotone key all the way through. It's very different when you look at baton because they can have this jazzy upbeat song the whole time. But with flag, you have to really play to the audience. You have to do the big flashy tricks that, you know, to me are kind of simple, but to someone else who doesn't know it, it's they're not looking at technique. They're looking at like, is this cool or not? So you had to pick a song that actually built up. And I tried to replicate that as well at Miss America. And they did change how we could use songs for talent like right before we got there so I was redoing a talent piece and a song pretty much a month or two before which was very stressful so I still would have 
pick the same song for nationals. Uh, I loved my composer that we ended up working with and he was amazing. His name's Marty, but picking a piece, I would advise anyone uh, pick something that you're passionate about because it's so easy to have a local or state director say, you should do this because I want you to do this. This will win. This is really good, but they're not the ones actually performing it. And I received a lot of opinions, especially being the first woman to ever do a flag performance of you should do something like this or this because this song goes well and they don't know what this is going to be. So at the end of the day, really just do something that you're passionate about because they will be able to see that on stage. Yeah, I really I relate to that um, learning curve of, you know, what you do outside of pageants and then translating that to pageants. I'm a dancer. And so, um, you know, the solos that I do at competition are like focused on like artistry and like movement quality and like you know, like really like feeling the music and emoting. And um, that just does not translate at pageants. Like you, you do, you have to do the stuff that is like seemingly pretty simple. And oh, yeah. like, is this really, is this really cool to y'all? Like, this is like something I learned when I was like eight. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. That's so funny that you have that same experience too. Um, But so we talked about talent, but talk about your favorite phase of competition. You know, what is it? And then why? Honestly, it had changed since competing at Miss America, and I'm going to say fitness. And that was because of the experience I had with fitness at Miss America. Going into Miss America, I probably would have told you talent, but the choreographers we had, Rudy Garcia and... um Mikey Pisante, they were so fun and so energetic. And so when we learned the little dance we did, before we competed in fitness, it was so powerful, just so fun to be out there. And it just got everyone going. And actually, when I practiced for fitness, just on my own before the competition, I never did a walk with one hand on hip ever. Like I always did either two hands up, two hands down. We didn't know the walking pattern until pretty much the day of that we competed there as well. So when we got there, it was just in the moment. It was so fun. I actually had one hand on my hip and one hand down for part of my competition piece. And I look back and I'm like, well, do I wish I would have changed it? And it's it's no, because if I would have had, you know, two hands up or two hands on my hips, two hands down, that wouldn't have made or break if I won a fitness prelim or if I won Miss America, per se. But I had so much fun in that moment and I wasn't even thinking about it. So I don't regret that at all. And I just loved how empowering fitness was this year, even though the shorts that we were given were not necessarily fitting everyone on stage. I think a few people noticed that. Yeah. So besides that, I think being able to go out there and just I I would advise girls to when you go out there, have the confidence in yourself. And the judges are going to see that. They're going to see you exuberating this confidence that you're excited to be there on stage. And I hope all the local and state competitions pick a really fun fitness song to compete to this year. I know the Illinois girls already picked it out and I'm pumped for it. It's going to really mimic the vibe at Miss America. So I'm I'm hoping that a lot more girls are able to pick up on the power and impact that fitness is going to have. Yeah, no, that song that you guys did fitness to was so fun. My local director was in the audience for finals and he was like, whenever he told everybody to like stand back up and like dance again, he was like, it was like lit. Like it was like a club in there. Yes. Um, and we went to Miss Mississippi Orientation last weekend and we were like half asleep and we were like almost to Vicksburg, which is where it is. And we were 10 minutes out and he was like trying to wake us up and he was playing that song, like trying to wake us up because he literally, he's obsessed with it. I'm, I'm not kidding. Um, 
But okay, so another part of competition is your CSI. So what is your CSI? You mentioned it at the start, but what have you been doing with it? What are your future plans for with it? My community service initiative, actually, they just switched to service initiative. I don't know what they're going to do for state and local. So I just whatever. <laughs> yeah, what I'm passionate about. It's called a Donate Life and it advocates for organ donation. And this started from when I was younger. Ever since I can remember, my family has been helping out with Gift of Life. I'm sorry, Gift of Hope and Life Goes On and then Donate Life events, which are all working for organ donation because my grandpa, who was the first in our family to have a disease called polycystic kidney disease or PKD. So I only met him because he had a kidney transplant and it gave him an extra about 24 years, a few days shy. And yeah, I had him till I was 16 and then, you know, fortunately passed away from another complication. And he unfortunately passed on PKD to both of his kids, my dad and my aunt, and both of my aunt's sons have PKD, and my youngest sister also has it. So those are all people that in my family that will need a kidney someday. My aunt fortunately got one three years ago. My dad got one a year. It'll be a year next Saturday on the 17th. So that's pretty exciting for our family, but I'm fortunate to say that my family has been saved three times from organ donation because this isn't always the case. And there are over a hundred thousand families waiting for a life-saving transplant right now. And 17 people are actually going to die every day waiting for a transplant. So when I work alongside these organizations, I really truly advocate for education because I spend a lot of times debunking myths. Many people believe various outdated myths such as, oh, if I sign up to be an organ donor, a doctor is not going to save me when I go to the ER which is not true, or I cost too much, which I mean, a lot of people will see on a hospice bill or hospital bill, the end of life care, but that has nothing to do with organ donation. It'll never cost you a cent, or I can't sign up because I have HIV, AIDS, or even had mono in college. Well, if you have one of those diseases, someone else on the transplant list also has it and you'd be a match for them. So it really truly is just 30 seconds of going to registerme.org or when you go to renew your driver's license, checking, yes, I want to be an organ donor and that's it. It'll never affect you anywhere else in your life besides those 30 seconds that it took up to make that decision and fill out the seven lines of information. So for me, I now passed Miss Illinois, passed Miss, my journey with Miss America. I'm still going to be working towards it. I have my whole life to really educate Americans. And actually, next month, I'm going up to Chicago to do a couple seminars and also work with a national organization at a conference that they're having, really working with policy. And I'm still working with legislators on policy for the Living Donor Protection Act. And I encourage everyone who is passionate about something in their platform or maybe a disease their family has to look online and see what legislation is out there and what you can do to help fund research for it, for a cure or treatment, or even just talking with your legislators of how can you get the ball rolling. I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, you mentioned that you just came back from Miss America. So talk to us about what your prep looked like prior to Miss America. What did you focus on? What was important to you leading up to that national competition? To me, I didn't really want to walk away with the whole goal of, oh, I have to be Miss America. Or I'm not going to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. I went in it thinking there are so many unique girls that are coming to this competition and I just want to do the best I can. And working pretty much two jobs. So being a full-time medical student and then also being Miss Illinois and then trying to prepare for Miss America was truly insane. And I don't know if I would recommend that to anyone. (laughs) 
But the prep I did really just focused on myself. So it was making sure I was going to the gym every day to practice my talent and that I felt confident that I'd be able to do it on stage under really any conditions, which we learned throughout the week as we were at Miss America, just how anything can be thrown at you. And you may not even get, you know, the talent rehearsal that you pictured in your head. You might just get something that is a little more chaotic than ideal. And I really prepped on my interview skills, not just for public speaking and interviewing on stage, but also I talked to a lot of people as Miss Illinois. So every week I was trying to either have an interview online on, you know, TV or just a mock interview, just talking with people or trying to connect and keeping those skills together. The best advice I can give someone for actually prepping interview, if you don't want to pay for a coach or something, go online, type in, you know, pageant interview, top 10 questions, whatever, you know, whatever you can do to see someone's full interview and press play. And when the question starts, when they start asking, you know, what is your favorite memory growing up? Pause the video right there and answer it on your I own. I do that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Such good practice. Yeah. That was one of my biggest things. I did that for state leading up. I went to pageants live with the subscription and I did that for the top 10. Miss. Yes. That really helps. I did it with the top 10 Miss America interviews and I swear by it because it gets you thinking on your feet. And I tried to do that every day if I had a few seconds or I would just, you know, kind of skim through the news. NPR is a great news station. They're pretty unbiased, leaning left or right, and they'll just give you straight facts. They do have a podcast you can listen to on Spotify, which they just do small clips of stories, which are usually a few minutes. I'd listen to it while I'm brushing my teeth or driving to school. So I really just try and cram anything in like anywhere that I could. For fitness, I obviously kept my routine of going to the gym with a high-protein diet, and I'm going to try and break that down a little more this next month over heart month, obviously, to try and tell people how you can have a low-sodium diet and then also keep with a high-protein diet, too, to keep you in the gym and build muscles so you look great on stage, but really it comes down to dedication and, you know, my structured planner allowed me to prepare for Miss America. And, you know, when I tell girls about, Hey, this is what I did. And, you know, pick something that's great for you. And I'm catching myself saying, you know, and that's something I didn't do a whole lot of before Miss America, the Midwestern's coming out on me again. <laughs> I do that too. It's okay. <laughs> I'm really relaxing after Miss America. Good. <laughs> but I, I really stress to girls to, find their weakest point. When you're worried about going on stage, what scares you? Is it interview? Is it your evening gown walk? Is your fitness? What really terrifies you? And that's probably your weakest point. So watch YouTube videos, record yourself and watch it back. That is the biggest piece of advice I have for anyone. Mm -hmm. I love that. All great advice. Uh, And you, you know, you mentioned that at Miss America, you have to be flexible and, you know, willing to adapt. So what was the most shocking thing to you about Miss America week? Oh man, I, oh, this is, this is a tough one. Um, I know that girls have probably seen some of the state title holders post pieces about our Miss America journey that we had. And the best way that I can put the level of shock out as a whole was collectively, we all kind of thought it felt like a local competition because we had already won in a way and per se, there wasn't anything to lose. We were all there and whoever won Miss America, we knew was going to be Miss America and we were going to be there to support her and she was going to have, you know, the best year that she could. Mm -hmm. So the real shock was there's not that much pressure when you're 
there. I mean, from yourself, you know, you think you get there, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm Miss America. You know, I went last year and I watched, I was like, oh, I'm at Miss America. This is so cool. Like that's Miss Hawaii. Like this is amazing. I feel like they're all celebrities. And I went this year and I literally, it felt like I was competing at a local. I mean, we were just all so relaxed, you know, nothing was too serious backstage. And it was like, oh shoot, I'm going on now for evening gown. And I know that wasn't the same for all girls, but for a lot of the girls I got close with, that was kind of the general feel of, wow, it doesn't feel quite like Miss America. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I I feel like that's what we should all like aim to be as Mm -hmm. far as mental state wise. But (laughs) I know I'm like quite literally the opposite of that during most state competitions. So I envy that. I'm I'm impressed. (laughs) I was like that at Miss Illinois. Not like how I was at Miss America, but how you are, you know, just like, oh my gosh, it's Miss Illinois. Everything's on the line. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much me. Uh, But talk about your favorite thing about Miss America week. Definitely just getting to know the girls. And I knew Miss Iowa going in pretty well. So we actually had conjoining rooms. I roomed with Miss Indiana, who I love and still text to this day. She is one of my favorite people. And I will text her until the day I die. She's so fun. And I hope to see her soon. We're trying to arrange something. <laughs> but our, our rooms uh, joined with Miss Kansas, Courtney, and then Miss Iowa, Alyssa. So we kind of opened the door a couple times during the week. And I'll talk. And at the end of the nights, we'd have a lot of girls actually come into our room and we just debrief and eat some oranges and popcorn and hang out. And it was a little bonding session that was just so much deeper than state because I feel like at state week, sometimes a lot of girls can be secluded and they don't really want to, you know, let their guards down. But at Miss America, everyone was just so different with so many diverse backgrounds. It was, you know, they either wanted you or you didn't. So it didn't matter if you gave away your secrets per say to your competitors because it didn't feel like competitors it felt like we were all just there at a summer camp honestly to gain friendships I love that I love that final question if you could give one piece of advice to a girl competing next year at Miss America what would it be don't compare yourself to anyone else in that room you are worthy of being there and going in there I heard that advice so many times from the formers and you know my coaches and everyone on my support team they're just like don't compare yourself you deserve to be there and that's the hardest part believing that you're actually meant to be there you'll step in there and as a medical student we talk about imposter syndrome a lot and that's where you feel like you do not belong you didn't actually deserve to get there to the position you are in med school and feeling that in med school then feeling that in Miss America I'm like wow I guess I don't belong anywhere (laughs) but when you're there just take in the moments you know don't be so worried about catching up on all the social media things live in the moment do what you need to do first because at the end of the day you want to look back and be like okay where did I put myself first did I step over my own accomplishments and my own values to you know idolize other people because you're never going to be Miss Alabama or Miss Alaska or Miss New York, just to call out random states, you're going to be you and you are there for a reason. And my background was so different than anyone else's. So remember and stay true to yourself. I love that. Great advice. Good wisdom. Good wisdom. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jessica, for coming on and chatting with us about your year and your experience at Miss America and all the things. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed it. So thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all. Bye.